Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We had some more wild games. Three teams, no, two teams, no, I don't know, but let's figure it out as we go. What's Talking Baseball? Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. We got Trevor in California. We got producer BBD behind the dish. We're coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios in the Bronx. That's roosevelts.com slash John Boy. Get your 20% off. Three teams moved on. I was trying to do the math. I think three teams have moved on to the next round. We will be recapping each game. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, the newest Patreons that are bringing you this show. Let me shout them out. They are, I had it up, I had it up, Luke Bruck, Noah Hoffman, Van, ooh, Polish name, Van Pierzalowski, Jordan Rabet, Tucker Menzies, Martin Fadun, Stephen Mayer, Sam Nupp, Joseph Shanina, Andy Cobb, Derek Riddell, Justin Bowen, Ivy Lopez, Patrick Fisher, Steve Ryan Grant, Chris Douglas, Eric Carey, Jess Hastings. It's your boy, Matt Craig. Thank you guys very much. Those are our most recent Patreons. Usually, Patreons are the only people allowed to watch the live stream. The chat's very civil. It's an awesome community. People hang out with us. They give us the, uh, some tidbits and some help. Patreon is down right now, so we're live for everyone. Jake, how are you doing? Good morning, James. Good morning, Trevor. Uh, I'm good. Baseball still so hot in the streets. Uh, felt like we might have the first real game of note last night. The Padres down 6-2. Uh, the magical season felt like it was winding down, and then <laughs> they dug deep into the bag of tricks that's worked for them all year. Tatis, Machado, and Myers. Don't forget about that bad man. Uh, so that was awesome. Uh my A's, uh, I had some faith in them. It worked out. We're going to talk about that game a lot. And, oh, oh, oh Reds. Uh, so, uh, baseball's still hot in the streets. Speaking of hot in the streets, Elm Street, Sesame Street, Trevor Plouffe. Ex-prostitute, Trevor Plouffe. Wow, that's uh, quite the intro. intro. Yeah. Quite the intro. Uh, base, I agree with you. Baseball's hot. Yesterday <laughs> was really Really fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, on a personal note, I want to say that I, on the day that the president said he got COVID, I got a COVID test and I'm negative. Okay. Oh, congrats, dude. Turns out my headaches were just, uh, I'm still hungover from going just to Just too much baseball. Mm. Just too, too much, much baseball. Wine, so. Yeah. Trev, I'm going to issue an apology to you. Mm. You said yesterday on the show that the Yankees should feel lucky that they won. A little bit, or they got away with something, and I couldn't process it because my bias was so heavy. And then I read someone a review somewhere about how that that chopper that Glaber hit over Brand's hand head should have been an inning-ending double play to end the game. I said this on the live stream the moment Glaber hit that ball and it took the bounce. I knew that. I don't know. I'm not saying like I, I just never was worried. So inning ending, season ending, double play or game ending was never in my head. I see how it's in the heads of definitely uh, Indians fans and, and third party fans. So my bias clouded that. Yes, 
I did. I realized that the other day when I read, I was like, "Oh my god, that would have ended the game." It's a yes and a no. But I, mean, I, I said on the live stream, I, I never thought that was even going to be one out. It, I don't it know why. Was a chopper that landed on the backside of the pitcher's mound. So like, yeah, if Brad Hand made an incredible play, I think. But, you but get an out. But that's what Indians fans thought. Right, right, right. And uh, I, I don't know. I thought <laughs> you were going to tie the whole luck thing into kind of the Cardinals, Padres, and the White Sox A's because, um, I don't know, I think both of those teams got punched in the mouth. And uh, where we got lucky was not having to do Yankee stuff last night because I think you, Trevor would be talking to That's what corp- I was talking We'd about. We'd be talking I about mean, three corpses right now. Well, Brad Hand should have shut I, that game down. I didn't and get then- any sleep. I have to kick my children out of my office real quick. That's They're, fine. I saw them pop by. Here. It's really funny. But that was what I was referencing. I mean, you have Brad Hand coming in to shut the game down. A couple CNI singles, the black void that was the middle of the field, dude. I had a big, um, the guy from the wire gif where he goes, oh, oh. when I read an Indians fan say, we had the inning inning double play. It never crossed my yeah, mind. That was, yeah, I don't know if you're going to double play on play that. Ball. I don't think so, but I'm get I'm I'm seeing how other it changes bra- I'm a lot. Other brains that saw yeah. that play because I saw it, out, I saw it as zero outs. They saw it as two. Third party fans saw it as one. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it should have been one. People out. It should have been one out. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's go. We got some games to talk about. Those Yankees today. All over them. I, that was more of an apology to Trev. I scoffed at the notion yesterday, and I was wrong. Braves. Braves and Reds, game one. How we've been doing these is BBD puts 10 minutes on the clock. We've actually been really good and tidy. Uh, we'll give our thoughts. If we if we go under, minutes roll over to the next game, and then they roll over. So 40 minutes, let's do it. Jake, the Braves and the Reds square off. The Reds are a fucking nightmare mm. in the box. Big time. Uh, 22 innings of baseball, zero runs scored. Ian Anderson looks really good. Um Ian Anderson looked good. Yeah, man. He's looked good all year. And we, uh, I don't know, I, I think when Ian Anderson made his debut, you you Googled up a couple scouting reports and they didn't get you too excited and were like, all right, Ian Anderson, rookie, let's see it. Well, I wasn't making an opinion. The scouting, right, right, right. The you, were, you were reading them and yeah. you were appreciating them for what they were and, and using them. Um, Ian Anderson has come up and dropped dick all year and we kind of haven't included him in the crop of young pitchers. Um but, man, I mean, does does this not bring him to it? I mean, we've said Max Fried and the Braves all year. Ian Anderson's season stats, he had a 1.95 ERA um, in 32.1 innings. Of course that's a small sample size, but that's all we got this year. Uh, he comes out, he shuts out the Reds, and let's be honest, this Reds team <laughs> ends up, you know, with a quote-unquote historically bad playoff series. Uh, two games, they get no hits. Oh, one was almost a game and a half. They get hits. They get no runs. Um, and, yeah, when you come out with the nightmare quote, it looks it looks like a disaster. And uh, Braves, I think this is win-win. Uh, all of your bullpen arms look great. Your one and two starters look great. And, hey, their bats got silenced, too, for about 19 innings. Uh, they only scored one run in the first game. They had one run going into the bottom of the eighth, and then they turn it on, and it's the guys that you want to turn it on. Uh, Acuna, uh, Duvall gets one. Ozuna takes the selfie homer. Uh, Braves, you've got to be feeling like 10 out of 10 right now, and uh, Reds are feeling <laughs> 1 out of 10 right now. 
I, I think we had this series pegged perfectly. We said, look, the Reds get in, they're a problem because of their starting pitching. Their starting pitching shoved. If they had a little bit of offensive help, like literally any offensive help at all, we're probably talking a game three today at, at minimum. We might be talking red sweep. Their offense was dead. Bryce had two hits. So bad. So, so bad. And, you know, like you said, the Braves, everything worked out perfectly for them. And you go from, you know, Max Fried shoving and you have to do that whole long game. But then this one worked out like couldn't draw it up any better. Your starter goes six. Will Smith, um, Melanson, and who's the other guy that came in? Uh, Will Will Smith, Melanson, Martin, Martin. Chris Martin. I mean, you, I mean, they went out Cold and got play. Will Smith to, to be in these positions, and you know, Melanson, and that finally coming to fruition in the playoffs. I mean, it's a great, great victory for the Braves, and like you said, it sets them up perfectly for the NLDS. Who are the options for the Braves? So, and that's where things get really exciting. I mean, they're looking at the Marlins Cubs winner, so we'll see. If you and the boys can bounce back, it, I you know I think it was lining up to be Cubs Braves. Everyone got pretty excited about the Nightmare Reds. Who oh yeah, Nightmare was right. Um, but yeah, I mean we'll see if if Darvish can punch back today. I think the Cubs are back in the driver's seat. You'd be at yeah. Wrigley, but I mean if the Braves end up getting the fish, you know this Braves team could end up getting a lot of momentum going. So they they uh, need the momentum because they they had two hits. <laughs> They had, I mean, they had two hits and, uh, you know, they had one run the game before. They do put up five, which is nice, but the two hits. Oh, they had nine hits yesterday. You're going to the Reds. Nine hits, yeah. The Reds had two hits. Nine nine hits, nine hits. The Reds had out hit them. But the the Braves didn't, I mean, they got all that in like the eighth inning. The eighth inning, uh, yeah. yeah. Right, but it's the last taste in your mouth. I mean, you get it off Iglesias. It's the last inning. Like, you went from. Going into the next series, four days of sports radio and hot guys on a podcast talking about, you know, you got to be worried about that lineup. And it's like, hey, you know what? They just they just slammed. Uh, so it Braves, uh, almost a perfect series for them. I'm being rude. I don't like this section of the NL bracket. Right. It doesn't feel right. No. I mean, uh, why not? Well, because I didn't watch a lot of this game. I was apartment hunting. I saw the beginning and the end. Um, the Reds' bats, I know A-Rod sucks. Mm. Oh, my God. And a lot of what he said sucks, and he called home runs empty calories, and I don't agree with that. <laughs> but he's getting, getting on a lot of these teams for not having an approach. The Reds had no approach. Like, I watched all a lot of the at-bats in game one. Um, Ian Anderson looked great. Like, his stuff looked good. But, like, they didn't try... It, the Reds had no approach. Like I thought, they looked anemic. Like it, it was like weird. It was they, they haven't all they year. Don't have that li- they don't have that lineup that does the approach thing. Like they're not. Yeah, and then and then way. the Braves didn't like wildly impress me in these two games. And then you got Cubs Marlins, and we'll see what happens there. But I mean, in the other division, you have the Dodgers, the Padres, the Cardinals. I like that little area better. Whatever. I don't know why. I, I got to be honest that. with you. I mean, I don't know if my expectations were just really low because I haven't watched a lot of Braves baseball this year. Um, and when I did, I wasn't that impressed. But I, watching these games and the way they won these games, I came away impressed with the team. I like Ian Anderson, and I like that they they're like just like with the Padres, 
like their swagger came back. The selfies, fucking around in the dugout and all that. And it, it does carry over. So I like that. And Trev, I think part of what you're saying is uh, it felt like a good brand of baseball. Like Austin Riley at third base, you know, he's the young guy. It's supposed to be known for his bat. He made some nice plays. Uh, You know, that was was a big thing for me coming into this year, going from Donaldson to Young Thick or whoever was going to win the job, Camargo. Uh, He was strong defensively there the other day. Uh, Dansby, you know, he was in the leadoff spot for them a lot this year while Albies and Acuna was out. He slides down in the lineup. He's giving at-bats down there, and then you got – I mean, some some kind of Trevor Plouffe daddies, Marcakis, Duvall, you know, uh, doing it in the second half of that lineup, and then the top half is disgusting. So, uh, yeah, Braves. Yeah, they look good. Um, what's This is kind of an overall theme here for the playoffs. A lot of weird four-hole hitters in these lineups. We had Vogelbach, then we had Ryan Healy. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a different game, but this game, even now, Travis Darno, like, look, I know he had Darneau's a good been year. Hot. Yeah, he's been I know hot. he's had a good year, but don't tell me that guy's a four hole hitter. But here we are. Yeah. He's hitting four hole with the Braves in the postseason. It's interesting to me. Just, you know, typically you're looking for big boys, but the game done changed with these balls. Everybody's a big boy. I mean, who could just switch with him? Duvall? Well, I think the the lineup composition right now is interesting. Albies batted fifth yesterday. You know, I think back in the day it would be, you know, Albies, Acuna, Freeman, Ozuna, but that all-important two spot in the lineup the now is spot has changed everything. So, dude, and, dude, I, I love it, man. You open up a game with Acuna and Freddie Freeman. I know, I know. About that. It's just not what what we're yeah. used to. I mean, you you like you said, leadoff hitter. Two, and then two old hitters got to be able to hit the ball on the ground to the right side. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. out of the window. That's not how baseball is played. So the two-hole hitters totally changed, dude. I used yeah. to love hitting in the two-hole. Mm. used yeah. to love it. Me too, Trev. Not really a knock on Darno though, if anyone interpreted that way. I mean, he's No, been, it's not a knock yeah. on him. He banged all yeah, season. He's had a great and he, and year. He's, and I'm he's just saying. Last, it's just different when you see it. It's just, yeah, when you look at – I mean, the lineup construction – uh, in all of baseball has completely changed over the last three, four The Yankees years. don't care about the three-hole. <laughs> you want to get... I mean, the theory high. is you want to get your guys up there as much as possible. Yeah. You know? So, I just, the whole brand of... I always wanted to lead off... The leadoff hitter, you know, go see some pitches. Let me see if I can pick anything up, and then I'm coming up two-hole. That doesn't happen anymore. Now it's like, hey, bro, you're a leadoff hitter? Guess what that guy's throwing first pitch? Like, mm, go whack dang. it. Well, go speaking. It. Good job, Braves. Sorry, Reds fans. Speaking of leadoff hitters that hit in game two, Tim Anderson had three hits. Mm. But the White Sox lose. This game was ugly, Jake. It was ugly early. The White Sox, Renteria, whoever's in charge of their decisions, full blown panic. Yeah. Just because it's a game, it's an elimination game, and you have the kitchen sink, doesn't mean you throw it at people in the first inning. Uh, I can't believe what the White Sox did. I know Frank Thomas, I know Ozzie Gian, I know a lot of people in the White Sox like world were like, what the fuck? Injuries plagued them, and they left yes. like nine guys on base. Yeah. Um, Eloy gets hurt. Crochet, is that how you say it? Crochet gets hurt. He was clearly the plan for like two innings. Injuries plagued them. But... They used nine pitchers in the first four innings. I had to write it down. 
They used nine pitchers in the first four innings, I believe. Do I have it wrong, Jake? Two, three, four, point two. It, I think that's crochet. a little off, but I don't. I I kind of liked what they Dunning, did. Dunning, crochet. Cro- Dunning, crochet, bummer. They used nine pitchers the whole game. Oh, Dunning. Okay, so oh, maybe it was Dunning, crochet, bummer. Cody, Rodone, Foster. They used six in the first four innings. Yeah. They didn't give a pitcher a clean inning. On the other hand, Bob Melvin. Out of the nine innings, seven of them were one pitcher. This is your inning. You start it, you end it. And that's like, you know, if you're going to bullpen, that's a better plan. He got, Renteria got Crochet up after the first batter. I mean. A plan for that. They had a plan, dude. And that, that guy, plan is we don't think we can hit. <laughs> uh, and I, I think I, I think it's you don't want to, you don't want to get one batter. behind. I know, but one batter. What the? I mean, that's crazy. I think the thing for me is they used Cease yesterday in kind of what what turns out to be almost a meaningless inning, and uh, I don't know if you're gonna go with this approach. Almost don't start Dunning. Like start a reliever. Um, start Crochet if you're gonna get him up after uh, one batter. And again, there, there's a lot of second guessing here. And the White Sox could have easily won this game. I mean, you know, this game was nuts through five, and then both offenses stopped. Uh, there was a lot of actions on the bases. A couple line drives hit right at people. Uh, this game was a shit show. Uh, no way anyone could have known that unless you watched the pregame show where Little Poppy told you that. Um, but yeah, I mean it. Uh, Frankie Montas comes in; he gives two innings, and he's looking more like Frankie Montas. But yeah, I mean they go shutty the rest of the way. And Liam Hendricks, man, I was I was ready to jump all over Bob Melvin, uh, but it's knowing your guys and knowing that crazy Aussie at the back of your bullpen because he was he was sitting in the stands, which again everyone was, but he didn't have the jersey on. I think in like the seventh inning, and I was like, "Is Liam out of this game?" Because yeah. if I was an Oakland fan, I'd be about to throw up on myself. No, he comes in three strikeouts in the ninth. Um, I mean, just absolutely dropped it, hit triple digits after throwing 49 bullets the night before. Uh, so kudos to them for knowing your guys. And, I mean, this White Sox team looked like kind of a young team on the road in the playoffs, at least pitching-wise. They used their closer in the fourth inning with one out to get two outs. <laughs> two outs, fourth inning, they brought in their closer. Very weird. Um and then he can't even get re- record an out. They have him intentionally walk Pinder to bring in Foster. It's a, it's a, they're up by one now, right? Foster comes in after the intentional walk, and he throws it like eight non-competitive. Like I don't yeah, think he, he induced a, he, yeah. I don't think he induced a swing. So I mean that's that's not Renteria's fault, but you really he didn't put any of his pitchers in a really a, a position to succeed. They didn't succeed, and that's their fault. But like, I thought the management was sloppy as you can get. Where Melvin did a good job, and he was down. Yeah, and he that's still he still had more patience. You. I know, but he still had more patience than the manager who was up. Bomel is. That's what he is. Like he's calculated. He knows what he's doing. They they have a plan. Renteria didn't seem like. I mean, maybe he did have a plan, and maybe the injury to Crochet just was. Oh like, yeah. But, Rent, but, that's like, that's yeah. the wrench in the plan. Getting him up after five pitches was also the plan before the injury, and that was still like, what? 
and hey, we, this pl- we, th- this plan was still really close to working. Like I I know it didn't look pretty and it didn't work, so we're here. But you know they had a couple. They were one swing away a couple times with a couple of their big sticks that, you know they they could have pressed all the right buttons. But uh, you want to know what really lost the game? This is this yes, is the truth. Yes, three for fourteen. This is the truth. Three for Go. fourteen. No. Right I mean, yeah, you can talk about that, but you still put up an up fronts. It's the nine walks the White Sox pitchers issued. You can't do that, dude. Yeah. You can't just put people on base every single inning. Foster came in, couldn't find the zone at all. The only person that he did get uh, to swing at his pitches was Chris Davis because Chris Davis degaff about you walking people. You hit a sack fly, whatever. But you look at the A's. Uh, they also they popped people. out Foster with bases loaded. Dude, dude threw nine balls in a row, and Chris Davis swung at a 1-0 fastball and popped out. If I was an A's fan and that cost me the game, I'd be pretty like... Well, that was, a, that was a sack fly, though. That was what I was talking about. I thought that ended the inning. No. Oh, wait. It was. It was two outs there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Matt Olson walked right before Chris Davis, yeah. and then Chris Davis. I thought it was a sack Foster fly, but yeah, it didn't end like, the inning. He threw like 11 pitches, nine of them were balls, or 12 and 10. I don't even so care, to be honest with you, dude. Like, you, Chris Davis, go and do what you do if he homers there it's amazing yeah. so exactly it's result driven but but yeah nine walks never gonna work it's not gonna work gotta throw strikes god some big at bats for abreu um you know uh he has the double play late uh robert hits oh, a, a bomb i think it was the second furthest home run recorded this season 487 uh mazara does it from the bottom of the lineup people have kind of slept on his career a little bit. He was hot in the streets. He hasn't been hot of the streets. I, I wonder if this can spark his career a little bit. He's still 25 years old. But uh, the middle of that lineup, Grandal, uh, Abreu, uh, Big Eloy dealing with some stuff, and Mankata. I mean, they were a couple swings away. There was guys on base almost every inning. Um, so, I don't know. Tough. Everyone was giving the White Sox the nice pump-up sh- speech. We'll see these guys again. Get ready. Yeah, you will, and I think it will feel a little different because I don't think you want Dane Dunning going for point two and in in a deciding game. Yeah, uh, that's tough. Twelve left on base. Tim Anderson, I think it was like the first player in MLB history to have nine hits in his first three playoff games. Yeah, and if you're a White Sox fan, the I mean, the who who covers them for Sports Illustrated? Janice Scurio, I like her feed a lot, and she said. There's no way this team was going to advance in the LDS, and she loves the White Sox and cheers mm. for them. But they got injuries. They had a lot of relievers go. Uh, I think you chalk this season up as, like, we're one of the big boys now. Down the stretch, that sucked that they had such a downfall. And then, you know, they had McCann might be gone, but Giolito's the real deal. You got a lot of good good going for him. I don't think it was Wait, World you- Series or bust for the White Sox. Let's just shine a little bit of light on the actual heroes. We haven't even talked about them. Chad Pinder, Sean mm. Murphy coming through. Chad Pinder, who is one of my favorite teammates ever. A couple of notes about him. Mm. He had a baby in August. Mm. Congrats, but he Chad. Got a, he's got a quarantine. Hasn't been with his baby at all. Oh. I mean, this is real-life stuff these guys are going through. Comes up with a big hit. Um. I actually texted him after the game. We were talking last night, and I, I mean, you just, he's the guy you want to root for. He's kind of always in the shadow. Um, he's a utility player on that team. He's like, that's Bo Mel's piece, man. Him and Mark Canna, Bo Mel loves these guys. 
And for him to come up big, Sean Murphy with the big home run to get them back in the game. I mean, these guys, I mean, they're showing up when it counts. And that's kind of like, like I've said this before. I think I said this yesterday. It's my favorite part of the postseason is these guys doing something um, and really helping their team. I mean, if they don't, I mean, they won the game for the, the A's last night. Yeah, I believe. When Pinder, Matt Olson has been struggling. Pinder came in and, and got, went two for two with the big RBI because he came in or he pinched it earlier in the game, got a hit then, and then came through. We got requests from the chat, Pinder on sequence. Do it, Trev. Mm. He would love to. I'm going to give him, let him run his Let him breathe a little? Okay. All right. And then maybe maybe see his baby. Okay. That's fair. We we good to move on from this one? I think so. I I said it before. The longer a playoff series gets, the more I like Oakland. Uh, They survive this. They get the monkey off their back a little bit. They've had a playoff history that they yeah. hadn't won a series in a long time. Braves so and Oakland. Yeah. They, they hey, get it and, going, and, and they get complaining Houston. about these 12, 12 o'clock starts. Stop complaining, A's. Stop. Can you do that thing with your shoulders and your hand again? There was, was, there's, a, there's a guy that does, like, <laughs> Bay Area sports radio, and he made a video, and he was like, guys, you haven't left California since September 17th. Yeah. You're the just, two, yeah, just you're like, the two the seed. You know who's been playing before you? The Braves. You know what they were? Two seed. They haven't said shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little later. Yeah. It's and like it's not like you're going then. like you're on the West Coast, so you're ready for the six AM tests. You know, the yeah. White Sox are coming and that's four AM for them. So yeah. whatever. Whatever. Nine straight losses and do or die games Ooh. for Oakland. <laughs> the next yeah, game like- on the docket is a doozy. Yeah. And if anyone's wondering about our picks, we all got the over correct in Chicago versus Oakland. Good job by us. Uh, Jake was the only one that had Oakland winning. Good job by you. Jake was the only one that had Cincinnati winning. Trev and I had Atlanta. Jake and I had the under. Trev had the over. So, Bang. Bang. Uh, where was faded I? Faded myself in the Reds game. Done fading. You were can't, mad at yourself for mad. fading. I faded myself yeah. yesterday. Freaking so Reds can't put up any runs. So dumb. Nightmare. All right. Padres and Cardinals, this game was probably one of, I mean, it's this game and then the Yankees-Indians, but this this game, the elimination team won, so I think it's a little more fun that way. But what a game. I mean, Padres find their swagger. Like, uh uh-oh, happy learned how to putt. Padres learned how to be fun again. Cardinals had them 4-0 after two. Padres chip away. It's 4-2. Cardinals say, nah. They bring it. It's six to two. They got a four-run lead again. Padres score four in the six to tie it, and from there on out, it was a shit show. Just runs every inning, basically, every half inning. And they these were pimp job homers. I'll tell you something. I was in bed. Katie was sleeping in the bed next to me. The lights were off. I was watching mm-hmm. on my phone because I didn't think it was going to get exciting. I also went full gummy because mm. we recorded 10 hours straight. So I was then all the fun started happening. So I'm under covers in bed with my dog and my fiance sleeping next to me in dark room. High as fuck trying to like tweet out. Like if I start tweeting at night and there's no captions and it's just the gif, it's because mm. I'm brain dead and can't talk. <laughs> and then I, and then it, my got, life. it got so interesting. I got up, I went to the couch. I had to, I had to plug in my computer because it was dying. So that's what this game made me do. Uh, it was wild. 
Tatis two home runs. Myers two home runs. Tatis with the big bat flip. And then I forgot how much Cardinals fans are. Um, duh, 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 duh. Because uh, Tatis does that mm-hmm. bat flip, and my mention just got lit up with like, fuck him. I hope he, get, I hope he knows he's getting a ball out of his head. He can't do that. Not to this team. I was like, oh, I forgot. This is that fan base. <laughs> Trev, tough act to follow. Yeah, Jim. I mean, I wasn't exactly full gummy last night. I was like, uh, you know, I was like at a quarter gum. I was but this full. game, this I didn't take any gummies. I don't. But this game, same thing. I I thought it was boring. I was like, man, the Cardinals are. That's kind of what they do in the playoffs. Like they just kind of like you Padres to gonna just move on, move Padres on. Padres gonna get on. their Reds on. And then Tatis, man, comes up. He says he was looking for a fastball and just reacts to the hanging slider, which is, I mean, he reacted to it. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Put in the seats, walk down the first base. And this is like, this is the Padres at their best. Like maybe don't give up nine runs, but like hit them homers like that. Put up 11 runs, you can go far. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Myers coming through, Tatis coming through twice, Machado. I mean, this is. This is the team that we fell in love with, and it was on display last night in the playoffs. And now they got Jack Flaherty. Mm. I'm and so it, torn. I will do it mm. on the pregame show. I'll go in game three. Jake, what do you got on this one? This just felt impactful. Like the the other stuff that's going on. I you know I, I don't know White Sox A's. Yeah, A's. You advance. You get the monkey off the back. Like I I don't know. I'm not getting World Series vibes there. It's like. Is San Diego fully woken up? Tatis hits the homer. They're down 6-2. to two, And you're like, okay. Okay, Nando. And then Chato does it. And you're like, all right. So it's on. And, hey, Will Myers doesn't get the love. Maybe not as sexy as Nando. Maybe not as sexy as Machado. At one time, Will Myers was as sexy as those guys. And he's figured it out. He hits two as well. And, uh, yeah, if you're St. Louis, you got Jack in the hole. It's it's so hard to not think about that game coming up. That Cardinals bullpen that I gave a lot of love to, uh, the five, the six final relievers gave up a run, the five. Uh, Genesis Cabrera, I love him, man. He's disgusting. He can be the next hater. Um, and that's that was probably the controversial decision. He lost it, and then he found it. He had a nasty strikeout. They pull him before Tatis. Gallegos gives it up, who's also been disgusting for St. Louis. Um, Wayno was battling. He didn't have his A stuff. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the Cardinals are up 6-2 uh, in the sixth inning. And you're just like, okay, St. Louis, they they uglied it up. Are they going to have Flaherty for game one of whoever they play? Nope. Uh, the Padres fight back. And, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this Padres team versus your guy, Trev. Again, we can't talk about it. Let's not talk about it. But if we were well, going to mention uh, something about it really quickly. No, I want to talk about this game. What about, I mean, Tatis throwing that ball away and giving the two runs? Uh, that I mean, if that's a – because it was – they survived it. It's not a big topic, but he went sad boy on us after the swagger. Reminded me of Glaber a little bit. I mean, the Cardinals get they score those two runs, but they use two outs to do it. 
But they got handed a gift there. I believe it was, was it second and third one out or second and third no outs? Tommy Pham dropped a fly ball. I Tommy Pham yeah. dropped a fly ball. Um, they go double sack fly, which, hey, if you swap one of those out for a double, who knows how the story of that game. Grisham drops a fly ball. So the Padres had some things that if they lost to, I think they'd be like, our defense really fucked us. Or just gave extra pitches, more wasted bullets. Um, so I mean, take a note of that going forward to next game, I guess. Like, that needs to be tightened up. Mm. They won, so no one's going to talk about it, but there's like three really dumb errors. You know how I feel about starting pitching in the postseason, and like when I'm looking at the box score here and just seeing how many people pitch, that's not the recipe for success in the postseason. Jack needs to go deep. Jack has to do it. And so little tidbit before we move on mm. about Jack. Teaser tidbit. Um. Somebody was talking, uh, they interviewed Wainwright, I think. They were talking about how he gets all his guys together, and they said this is the first time. Slight, slight. Me and Bubak are not on good terms, bro. I'm not. Anyways, apparently this was the first time, like, all season, or at least since they had the Cardinals outbreak of 2020, that they've all been at the game together, like pitchers and stuff. Usually, like they sit together and they talk about stuff. They talk about stuff, but like when you're starting pitching, they said they were at home for most of the season. Like they weren't at the yard. So Jack was there last night watching the Slam Diego Padres mm. do their thing. What kind of what does that do mentally to him? I know him, and I think he doesn't give a shit. He's just going to go do his thing. But you're watching them do it. I, I just feel like that's got to do something to you. Yeah, I think so. It gets you a little, I don't know, should get you fired up. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I didn't think that Tatis is, was really that like disrespectful. It was He looked at his teammates. and Oh, I'm not talking about like him being mad they were pimping it. Uh, but Jack, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. They're, Cardinals don't like that these stuff. guys hit homers after homer. The, after there's homer some after Cardinals homer. fans that don't like that stuff, and I no. think every fan base would have some fans that don't like it. But I think the Cardinals have a, a few more. Don't you um, remember when Yadier Molina threw the bat into right field <laughs> yeah. last year in the playoffs? Yeah, and he did something to Ronald Acuna Jr. Like, come on, Cardinals fans, don't have that kind of memory. That's selective memory. Just final going away. I mean, he ended up giving a home run to Goldschmidt, which you boys will hear about later. Can we talk about Trevor Rosenthal throwing 102? What the fuck is that? Yeah. Uh, just in the bag now? I don't know. I always just think glitch when I see that. Like, DeGrom hit 102, oh. but it would, didn't look 102 to me, and I was like, glitch. What? Glitch. <laughs> just Everybody's class. hitting 100 nowadays, bro. I think Unge there's a little bit of... Uh... Pretty you know, easy when they just change turn the, the radar dial, mm. Turn the dial up on the radar gun. Everybody knows that, by the way. Well, the in-house, the in-house radar gun. People have. I don't know if there's people have done studies that like the in-house radar gun is always a little more juiced for that a starting more pitcher. Juiced. Just like yeah. the height and the weight. You're just yeah. always a little bit bigger at home. Now yeah. You're speaking my language. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, wild game three. I hope we get fireworks. I hope it's exciting. And I hope Jack, I hope Jack just right. shoves it. Mm. That's what I'm I'd hoping. like a close game, though. Jack shoves a close game. Are we happy the pitchers aren't hitting? Have we talked about that? Oh, my God, yes. I didn't like, think of that. Isn't it amazing? 
I didn't think about him having time. Welcome, NLF. And like all the pitching changes that we're seeing in these games, and how many players you'd have to burn, and then how many bad hitters you have at the end of the game because you had to burn so many. It's all like imagine if this Padres Cards game, like there was like three bench batters in because they had to pinch hit for the pitcher. Such a bad brand of baseball that everyone loved for so long. Can you imagine? Like this is what I'm. I've hated. And now I don't have to hate anymore, at least this year, is I hate when they bring the jacket out to the pitcher on mm. the bases. Please let me never see Love that again. That. You that. want an athlete if you gotta wear a jacket on the base pass. That I is the most unathletic fucking look. I've you never started thought that for position players. Trev, I've never thought about how pathetic that actually is. Yeah. It's so pathetic, dude. I think pitchers t- did it as like a badge of like pride. But it's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of rubbing it in the other pitcher's face, like, hey, because you somehow let me on base, I'm going to wear a winter coat. I'm not supposed it's to even wor- be here. Yeah, <laughs> it's the worst look you can have on a baseball field. And as a pitcher, I don't know how I'd ever let that happen. If I was a pitcher, I'd be like, I'm not going to put the fucking jacket on, unless we're talking. If it's like cold, cold. If it's cold, cold it's a little cold, bit of a flex. Cold. Yeah, like Minnesota in the cold, snow. Though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, games. Then though, come on. Just game f- running in place. Game four, Dodgers Brewers. Trev said it. Brewers had Ryan Healy as their DH because he had a good mm. game against Kershaw like five years ago or something. I love Ryan Healy, by the way. Mm. I mean, he 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 started two games all season. Trev, he got seven at bats all season, and he. Not only got the start in this game, but he was their four-hole hitter as DH. Yeah, Brewers fans don't want the DH. <laughs> They're I, the only team. Ryan Healy, Crespi High, thank you very much. Yep. Alumni, go Celts. Um, fun fact about Ryan Healy, Chad Pinder, and I, we once had a very late night, early morning in New York together. We're just walking mm. around the streets, 5 a.m., getting pizza. Excellent time. I'll Suck never in face. But yes, Ryan Healy in the four spot in the playoffs for the Brewers is not what they imagined. An elimination game. At the beginning of the year, yeah. Against the best pitcher of our generation so far. Yes. <laughs> uh, and how about that? Go Kirsch. Go Kirsch. Uh, eight inning shutty. Uh, 13 strikeouts. He uh, And his stuff looked disgusting. And again, I think part of that credit does go to this Milwaukee lineup that isn't what it's supposed to be. Um, and then the really fun moment is in the seventh inning, Kershaw walks a guy, uh, his only walk of the game, and they, you know, it's technically a three-run game. They're a bloop and a blast away from making it a, a, a situation. The pitching coach starts shuffling around. They get the bullpen up. Kershaw gives a smile. He looks at the pitching coach, and he's like, no, you don't. You don't have to do this. He picks off the base runner at first, and then he strikes out the hitter, and he's out of the inning. Uh, It was an awesome performance by him. I think for Dodgers fans, I I was kind of saying this yesterday, I don't think this means anything to them. From the couple we know, they were like, yeah, this game against the Brewers means nothing. And it's like, okay, they're going to have this edge until the World Series happens. Final big note for me, Clayton Kershaw's hot, and that needs to be discussed more. Oh, huge disagree. Like hot? Like, like hot, like attractive, like the face, the beard, Whoa. the Whoa. hair. He's tall. 
Hard, yeah. hard disagree with hard He's hot. Disagree. No, it's just gotten overlooked and just gotten missed that you guys would have that reaction. Mm. It's kind of disgusting how overlooked that he's a good-looking guy. Be- the patchy beard is just not doing it for me. The Skechers shoes don't do it for me. The paint, the, the wallet. That wallet does it for you. The skill set. Yeah, if you were to just like take pictures of him. That curveball, that, that slider. It's a lot of auxiliary hotness. The actual that hair, hair. that the hair, hair the great. way it flops. Good hair. He's hot. I'll give him good hair. He's not hot, but he can pitch. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say something mean that I, I checked the images. And it's not there. Maybe it's just like the the facial expressions. I'll say it. I always thought of him and Andrew Luck of the in the same elk of like Ooh. goofy white dudes who kind of and that's their, what I, that's their, the problem their mouth like that I know that's too mean and I checked the I checked the images they're Andrew not there. Luck is a very not good looking person. Yeah, you know this is the, the Dodgers just absolutely dominated the series. I mean, this was nothing for the Dodgers. I, like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Jake, and we know some Dodgers fans that are saying the same thing. Like, and it's a little bit. Um, how I feel with the Yankees, like that was really exciting game two, and I'm glad they flipped the switch, but I'm not going to go bragging about this to anyone. No. And that's why it was so weird that Carlos Correa bragged about it. It's the, way different. You're not no bragging about it, but they beat a good team. I mean, the Brewers were coming in limping. They were hurt. This was just like a bully. It's good. They, they, go, they saw some things, though, like Jansen was good. Um, Gratterall was good. Kershaw was good. They, they saw some things they needed to see. Uh but yeah, then this is you know, if it was a regular season, they wouldn't have had to even do this. They'd just go straight to the NLDS. So it's kind of like, okay, that was a waste. Let's get here. So reset. Now it matters a little more. They're a juggernaut, dude. Yeah. There's not a weakness on that team. You you would have liked to see the bats go a little bit more. Again, the Brewers, their game plan was to ugly it up as much as they could, and they did. And kudos to Woodruff. He looked really good for a while. Um, and then they get the fielder's choice behind them that I think could have been a double player. I'm, I'm forgetting exactly what happened. Um, and then he en- he actually got tossed from the game. I think him and him and the umps exchanged some words on his way off the bump. So, uh, you know, kudos to Milwaukee muddying it up a little bit. I mean, the Brewers technically were in this game while also never being in this game. Yeah. I uh, Are we done with this game? Because I have something that I missed in the Padres game I need to say. I'm kind of good. Trev Mookie with another RBI double. His uh his playoff numbers weren't full Mookie, um, and he can get them there. I'll save what I have for the pre-game. Okay, here's what I missed. Jake, you said that you know one more note. Kershaw's cool or hot? Handsome. He's hot. hot. He's not handsome. He's hot. He's not, not handsome. handsome. He's not handsome. He's hot. Handsome. And he needs the beard to get him there. Yeah, it does nothing for me. That's more of an. That's Andrew hair. Look. It's beard. Dude, like that's like a. I think it's more hot. He's than got handsome. like a very like rah, rah, vibe to me. I got a freakishly handsome from David Robinson. Anyway, chat wouldn't say that. This has been said too much and too often, and I need to say it again. Say it. Tatis is the coolest person in professional sports right now. Griffey. I tweeted out pictures of him making that dumb throwing error where he threw the ball away, and he just looks so fucking cool. He just looks cool. Like, he should be on the face of every video game. He should be on the face of a lot of MLB posters. If you want to get the youth, he's the coolest guy I've ever seen. 
He's got I was watching every- that game. I was very high last night. I already told you guys that, but I was looking at him in the dugout. Just like, you know, walking in the dugout, someone just quote tweeted me because they were like, Tatis is so cool. People are tweeting out videos of him putting his helmet away. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Because he was walking around like a badass. Didn't talk to anyone. Didn't say hi to anyone. Just put his helmet away. And I was like, fuck, this guy's cool. Exudes cool. He's got it all going. That's the it factor. That's like, we always used to have this discussion about uh, Jeter and A-Rod. And I said, Jeter just is inherently like cool. Like people just like think of him as cool. And A-Rod's not. And A-Rod really wants that. <laughs> A-Rod's really the least cool that. person. A-Rod's so this uncool. Guy, this guy is, he's it. He's got everything from the look, the hair. I love the pink, just the pink pop. So it's like he, other guys used to do the fluorescent yellow. Mm. He does the pink. Yeah. So he got a little bit of different swag to him. He knows how to wear a uniform. He's tall. How tall is he? He's like, I think he's listed 6'4". He's long. That helps in your coolness, too. Like, if you're yeah, tall, you're yeah. already cooler. Well, don't, don't fucking rub me. it in, Trev. Don't have to tell I'm me. Listed I'm not six tall. Three. I'm just a regular person. But when you see a um, guy 6'3 with swag, it's different than a guy that's 5'10 in swag. I'm just, just going to tell you that. Yeah, well, I mean, you're right, this, this kind, little, kind of missing out on little guy swag, which yeah, uh, you'll flying never is have. much flying is so much easier um, for us. Yeah, try sleeping on a camper. Little guy swag is non-existent. Uh, there's short king. Well, who swag. do you think was who do you think was more comfortable on the RV at spring training? Why do you think Tim Kirkajin's so sexy? <laughs> I have my bed up there. <laughs> um, the only the only comp for the cool stuff is Griffey. Um, I mean, the backwards hat when he was doing it, yeah. it was. It was I cool. Know. I mean, Jeter was pretty cool. <laughs> I got to give him to him, you know. Jeter wasn't – what you're saying, Jeter like the Jeter A-Rod cool. thing before was like the cool – The cool athlete. The cool athlete in high school would be like A-Rod would be the guy that like pushes the loser into a locker and was like, you guys think that was cool, right? And Jeter's the guy that helps him pick up his books and was like – no, we don't do that here. You, you, you know Jeter's, like, list, right? For like, Jeter's I, yeah. generation, he was he fit what people wanted to see in cool as much as Tatis does this. It's two different generations. Like, Jeter was wearing suits. He was clean-shaven, and he was dating everyone, and you never yeah. knew about it. He was, like, for his time, he was I mean, the he coolest. had the Yankees boost. I mean... Yeah, I, Tatis I doesn't even have that. that. Gri- that's why I oh think the Griffey, God. the Mariners with the funny the colors and the backwards hat, like we laugh because, you know, a backwards hat is nothing. But like when Griffey did a backwards hat, yeah. they're on a baseball field. I mean, <laughs> heart attack season. Okay, great. Coolness talk at the end there. Needed it. We good, BBD? Got everything done we needed to get done. Let's go to the pregame show if you are watching great. live. Yeah. I'm a draft. That's on the pregame show. That's on the show. pregame show, luckily. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this I is want to this brag is, a little bit. This is the main show, the recaps. The pregame show has its own podcast, if you're not aware. It's also live for everyone all the time on all platforms, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Periscope. This at uh, this show is just for uh usually just live for patrons. Today's a special day because Patreon.com is mm. down. Went back up at eleven thirty. Went back up. We just missed it. Whatever. We got a free show. Patrons, we will see just you guys on the next step. Love ya. Goodbye. Go the baseball. Short guy energy. Some people are saying I was really cool when I played too. A lot of people are saying that. Thick. Check sucks. You were like.
like a like there's some videos of you, Trev, where you're running around a home run and you look like a bruiser. Not fat or like you just look like a tough guy. You look like I think that guy beats what? people up. Yeah. What? Lefties. Soft tossing lefties got beat up. Second decking. Eighty and whatever. Not a big deal.